0: Hey everyone, it's me, Luke. And it's me, Kaylin, And welcome back to the Broadway Buddies Podcast. Where we talk about all things Broadway and our favorite Broadway stars. Let's get into the episode. Hi everybody, it's me, Luke. And
1: me, Kaylin, And today we are joined by Broadway guest, Desi Oakley. Hi, Desi.
2: Hi, you guys.
0: <laughs> so we're so excited to have you on this episode because I know, Kaylin knows you but i don't so i'm really <laughs> excited um to talk and chat about mm. so much of your life because it's so interesting yeah and oh, very tell- kind <laughs> <laughs> i was even telling kaylin i was like kaylin she's written so much stuff I like know. so many iconic things mm-hmm. so just like give us a little bit of a rundown if some people aren't sure of just like fun stuff that you've done
2: Yes, absolutely. So I am primarily a Broadway actress, but I'm also a singer-songwriter um, and a voiceover artist. And um, I'm, uh, and now, you know, since the industry has uh, taken a big hit, I'm also, you know, a virtual kind of, uh, you know, vocal coach, kind of mentor, business coach, and life coach. Okay, <laughs> um, so I'm like all right. So um, a bit of a jack of all trades, I guess you could say. So. Um, I graduated from the University of Michigan with a BFA in musical theater. And okay. after graduating, I moved straight to New York City and started working on Broadway. Um, and and the, the shows that sort of followed were, um, in this order, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, Wicked, Annie, uh, Wicked Broadway and National Tours, Annie, Broadway, um, Evita, National Tour, um, Back to Wicked probably a bunch of times in there. And then... Uh-huh. Um, um, Les Mis Broadway, um, waitress tour, Bra- uh, <laughs> Chicago Broadway, waitress West End. That's oh my god, that's crazy!
0: And wow. here
2: we are. I wow. mean, this is just, this is crazy.
0: I i saw Chicago last year in New York, and I you were in it, I think you were in it, but it was a day that like you weren't there. Really? I was like, oh so So
2: there was only one there was I think there was only one performance I didn't Oh my gosh, are you kidding? That was the one uh-huh. performance <laughs> that I didn't It was do. like
0: it was like September fourth, I think, or September third. Oh my gosh, like that, that would
2: be so wild. I know. Yeah.
0: I was like I was like Oh Desi Oakley in Chicago. I was like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then there was like at this performance and I was like Right.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay. it, yeah. it totally happens. I mean that was true. That was when I was going back and forth between um at that point in september i had done the national tour of i didn't really throw this in there but I, I went back out to the tour of waitress to fill in for the woman who replaced me christine dwyer to get married so that week um i that week summed up going back and forth between doing roxy and jenna um within the same within the same week so there were four days apart when i closed as roxy and started as jenna That's um, nice. and yeah. so anyway there, there was there were a couple days in there i remember i was seeing my ent a lot because it's a vocal it was such a vocal demand yeah Um, and i remember i took off a show or two to rest because Mm -hmm. you know you know we're not robots and we do (laughs) eight times a week Uh um and so i remember that being such a whirlwind but of course everything you know worked out and was good but you must have caught one of those days where i was resting i think
0: i think i did because i I looked (laughs) on the website and i was like yeah there was also a lot of people missing too so it was like kind of weird but it was like wednesday night i think or something like kind of
1: like that i don't know
0: but yeah.
1: Yeah. But can you tell us a little bit about your journey through theater throughout the years, like from
2: childhood to college and then on to Broadway? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, and there's an amazing mm-hmm. um Summerstock Theater, a regional theater there called Music Theater Wichita, and that's really where I cut my teeth and learned all of the professionalism, you know. I was a kid that always had a bunch of energy and my family knew that I um <laughs> sort of belonged, you know not necessarily behind a desk uh and with a book in my hands i was running around and singing and dancing mm-hmm. and being crazy mm-hmm. and, um i uh i started doing theater there as a young child um because they have opportunities during the summer for the kids and it's a very family friendly thing mm-hmm. and um i little did i know that i was you know sharing a stage with kelly o'hara i mean it's mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like these these amazing uh, stars would come in and star in the show. So it's a half, um, equity house. Mm-hmm. So They are able to have stars come in and be the star of the show, but then the ensemble and the kids in the show, of course, are not equity mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and it's amazing because, because the stars are coming in, the entire company is forced to level up to that standard. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, it's this beautiful operation, you know, this, this, this tight ship that is so, you know, this well-oiled machine that, you know, and I didn't know, I'm like, oh, okay, it's been an hour and 20 minutes and now we take a 10 minute break. And like, I didn't, I just, of course, I'm like, that's what we do. And I was treated so well. And it was, that's where I learned how to be professional. And at the end of every break, you're back before they call, you know, places again. And, and I was just, And I was meeting as a young child, like all of these, these college kids who were in the ensemble, um, you know, and now, I I mean, I could tell you right now, the dozens of people that I was like, you know, eight and sitting on their lap, the careers, I'm telling you, like some of them have Tony Awards. It's it's absolutely insane. And so I just, I and I was learning all of this, you know, I'm kind of a unicorn, um, alien to my family. No one does this, like no one is in Broadway. Like no one has any idea, you know, kind of what was going on at the time. Now, of course they've learned a lot, (laughs) um, but, but, you know, I came home and was like, did you know that you can major in Broadway, like in college? And, you know, I would come home and say, this is kind of what I want to do. I'm watching all of these people and they're teaching me and this is what I want to do. And so that was my transition, you know, from being a young person doing this sort of as, um, and there was a, a big pivotal moment in there that I often talk about um, Yeah. that is, I started, they actually started um, hiring me as a professional to be in the company at 14. So mm-hmm. I was starting to work professionally um, during the summer. And while that was, you know, it was the, a paycheck, I was thrilled out of my mind <laughs> um, that I was starting to be paid to do this um, at a young age. And eventually the lead roles started you know, to come in and, and, mm-hmm. and um, the opportunity started to present itself. And I was also writing a lot and uh, playing the piano and like doing all of the stuff that I uh, also love to do. And I remember having to make a choice. I was 16 years old and I was like, I think I should make a choice um, whether or not to major in songwriting or go to school for songwriting or study songwriting, or if I should do musical theater and I should pursue mm-hmm. Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting on a phone call that was going to tell me I had auditioned for Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz at Music Theater of Wichita. It would be my first lead role at 16 years old. And I sat my family down and I said, listen to me, before we get the call, I think I want to make a decision here. If they call me and they tell me that I got Dorothy, I'm going to pursue musical theater. Mm-hmm. If they call me and they say that I didn't get the role, I'm, I think I'm going to pursue songwriting. Mm-hmm. And they call, sure enough, they called and they said, you're going to be Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, my first leading role, um, my first leading role paycheck, 16 years old. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it was then in there that I really started taking it seriously. And a lot of, I meet with a lot of young people and they're like, well... I'm a junior in high school and am I too late? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I was 16 and then I started saying, I bet I better up the acting classes. I better up the dance classes. I better like get my ball rolling now. It's never too late, certainly Mm. not. Um, So anyway, um, that's sort of my journey uh, from kind of childhood to wanting to study this professionally. And then of course, that's what led me to the University of Michigan.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about your college audition process? yes (laughs) it was it was nothing like it is now yeah nothing like it is now they were just starting to implement the pre-screen kind of idea Mm -hmm. because they were starting to see an influx of people and they were like man I, i guess what we should do is we should try to like narrow things down before we get in person you know this idea was new yeah and i remember some schools didn't have that pre-screen and other schools did and the ones i auditioned for didn't have it and Mm. i'll never forget like once we got in my class was like did you know that now every school has a pre-screen and we were like what like it was (laughs) felt like we felt so lucky that we were kind of like on the cusp between when that happened um Mm -hmm. anyway so Um, it was pretty chill. I was, I wasn't as knowledgeable as, as I am now. Of course, I was a young person and I didn't have like, now there's so much opportunity. There's like pre-screen prep programs. And like, I like every person you could ever imagine probably offers their insight and um, (laughs) you can, you can like learn and study and figure out how the, you know, the best songs to sing and like the best ways to represent yourself. And like, it's mine wasn't like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I looked at the guidelines. I looked at the requirements. Um, I sang, I think I sang The Spark of Creation from Children of Eden. Mm -hmm. And I sang, which I love that. I really love that song. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I sang Bewitched, Bothered, Bewildered from pal Joey. And I belted the entire thing. (laughs) 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 Like, clearly, they were wanting a contrasting song. Like, Mm. Spark of Creation I belted and Bewitched I belted. (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot of contrast there. Clearly, you know, in a perfect world, I would have had some counsel and some teaching. But, you know, you just do your best and, like, wherever we are. And I think that's the most important thing to remember, especially for young people who are listening to this who are wanting to audition for college. It's like, stop trying to be Broadway ready. The whole point is that you're not auditioning for a Broadway show or for a job. You're auditioning to study more. You're auditioning to... You're auditioning to study, you're auditioning to go to school. Like, yeah. To learn you're more. You're auditioning to learn more. Yeah. Like, so just show them. The only thing you have to show them is where you are at and where I was at, that's where I was at. Yeah. And, and maybe they looked at that and they said, huh, okay, she, she needs to, you know, figure out her legit sound and yeah. understand that like there are certain appropriate styles for certain appropriate songs. But like that, you know, I showed potential, I showed passion, I showed where I was at, I showed commitment, I showed some sort of energy and that's the most important thing. So. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a wild ride now. Now it's totally totally wacko, and I believe it can be done if people just keep their keep their head on straight about about knowing that um, what it really is. It's not an audition for a Broadway show. They're not expecting you to be Broadway ready. That's the whole point, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah,
0: I never thought about it like that. Well, because Kayla and I were talking about college this morning, and I was like, I was like, man, like people audition so soon, like like you get into your, your next year and I was like next year because I'm a junior now so yeah, I was yeah. like next year I'm gonna have to audition for things yeah. already and I'm like wow you get into the school year and then it's like oh we're ready to have you we're de- for exactly. the next year and I'm like oh shoot so I was like trying to think about that and I know like we've both been talking about just like college auditions and stuff and like living in New York if that's something that we would want to do but like yeah, it's definitely something that, to think about soon, if you would like to pursue it, just to get a little bit more of an insight, yeah. so you're not going in blindly. Like, especially yeah, when it
1: comes to grades and like mm-hmm. what to do now, especially now during this pandemic, like mm-hmm. we're not performing, so it's like,
2: right. yeah. we
1: have to try to make as many opportunities mm-hmm. as we can and get as much insight as we can.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's so true, yeah. it's a great attitude.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So tell us a little bit more how you got Wicked, like the first ever time you got, like the first show.
2: Yes. Okay. My, which was my Broadway debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I auditioned, I remember, and honestly, this is an interesting story, I think. <laughs> is, it's about my life. So I'm, I think it's interesting. So um, my agents, I signed with agents right away. Okay. They came highly recommended and they still represent me to this day. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're a lot more like family and friend than they are, um, representation, though. They are so incredible at their job. Um, they were sending me in. they said, look at this graduate from the university of Michigan. She is young. She is spirited. She is bright. She is ready. She is, you know, uh, talented, I guess, whatever. We're ready to rock. We're ready to rock. She's, we're going to, we're going to pitch her for everything. So they had this attitude of like, we've got the new star in town. So, and by the way, if you're gonna have representation, that's the way you want them to think about you. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. So they're like sending me in for leading role on Broadway after leading role on Broadway, after leading role on Broadway, after leading role on Broadway. And let me tell you, the ability to even get in these rooms, the gratitude ran high, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember being 21, then just fresh, twenty, freshly 22,
0: mm-hmm.
2: signing my name in underneath these names mm-hmm. of, pony award winner after drama desk award winner after like this is you know and then here's little old me <laughs> then, and i was holding my own and i was doing my thing but the jobs weren't coming from it and yeah. it makes perfect sense i'm young i'm right out of school it, you know and nothing quite clicked i remember as the months were passing now not years okay so <laughs> I'm, again i'm recognizing a ton of privilege and gratitude right mm-hmm. so Months were passing, about six months had passed, and this had been dozens, 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 dozens of auditions. I think I remember counting um, somewhere in the mid 30 auditions, the 36, 37 auditions oh gosh, yeah. of like mm-hmm. of like the roles, the mm-hmm. big roles. And I, I remember I, I, I wrote to my representation and I said, you know what, maybe my journey is mm-hmm. not to come in and just take over Broadway as a lead right away. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm supposed to work my way up. And let me tell you, I love that you see me as a lead. Thank you for <laughs> seeing me as a lead. Thank you for seeing that I'm I'm able to do this right now. Um, but I would rather be in the ensemble of a show, even luckily understudying the lead mm-hmm. in a Broadway show, than 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 spending a lot of my days working at Starbucks. I, I really would rather, now, we all had, you know, the, in those six months I had allotted for a certain amount of money, and a lot of people ask me, if people are seriously wanting to move to New York, what is your biggest advice? It is to save money, mm-hmm. it is to have a nest egg, it is to have a nest egg, because for those first couple of months it's a whirlwind, and if, if you can, if you can have a, a small side job that's not stressful, or if you can coast for just a bit meaning you've got this nest egg of a couple of months of rent if you can do that it's attainable if you set your mind to it Mm
1: -hmm. then
2: then you're going to be able to kind of focus on what you know you want to focus on Mm -hmm. um and that's my number one advice now okay so my nest egg let's say so to speak was running low (laughs) and i said i said i I need to, I need to have a job now. And I really don't, I really don't want to wait tables. I really want, I really want to do this. What do you have for me? And they said, well, they're looking for a swing in Wicked. I said, cool, which company? They said all three. And I was like, you can explain that later. When is the audition? (laughs) And they said Monday at noon. So you better believe Monday at noon. And, and that process was wonderful. Um, The team there was so fantastic. It's great casting, uh, great associate directors, wonderful, you know, and at that point, this already long running show. Yeah. You know, I had such a, you know, I had such a great time in the audition that I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is fun. I was like, yeah. this is gonna be great. Um, And I booked it. And so that is where I was like, okay. I said, see, I told you guys, like maybe my journey mm-hmm. isn't to just walk off the plane from, you know, into New York City and say, hey world, I'm a star. like. It's, that's not everyone's journey, right? We all have to be accepting of everyone's journey. Now, listen, mine, still incredibly lucky, still incredibly fortunate. I know I know, it was only six months, right? But I just, it was a new perspective and a new, it was a shift of like attention where I was putting my focus, right? So yeah. that was the, that was sort of like the takeaway for me. Um, and then eventually um, I did Wicked as my Broadway debut on January 10th 2012
0: was my broadway debut oh my god you don't
2: forget dates like that you don't forget yeah. dates
0: uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> i know everyone that we've talked to about the rowing debut was like so they like knew every single date, and i uh-huh. was like i was like that's like probably like i would remember but like i was oh like, yeah when like I, when i would audition when i auditioned for a rowing show i want to be like, i would want to be in the ensemble because I love dance so much. And I would love to be a swing because I would, or like an understudy because I would love to be able to do the ensemble, and also sometimes being able to, like, do a part I'm not used to and, like, trying something. Yeah.
2: That's an adventure, and mm-hmm. like, it, it keeps things very, very fresh and interesting for you. Also, it's a great, great test of professionalism, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you, you know, put aside, like, ego, especially, mm-hmm. like, coming into a long-running show like Wicked, like, I couldn't walk in and be like, hey, everybody, like, this is my artistry. They're like, uh, hi, here's where you stand. Um, <laughs> like, you know, and if you're going to, and, and, and understudying is, is a whirlwind, a beautiful whirlwind of, mm-hmm. you know, that understudies are are unsung heroes and swings are unsung mm-hmm. heroes. And you're right, though, it does. It keeps it like very fresh, yeah. very interesting um, and a very exciting.
0: Yeah, that's what, like I love about it because like. You get to learn and some people get to learn more than just one role like you can learn different tracks of different people and I think that that's so that would be so much fun like to do it would be stressful to get me wrong, but I think that that it would keep it really fun and It does. Fun, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: hmm. How was it like originating like the role of Janet like in the tour, like the first tour?
2: Oh my gosh, that was so rewarding. Um, Jenna changed my life. The whole show Mm -hmm. changed my life. Every, you know, every aspect of it was life-changing. It was difficult too. I remember at the time, you know, the Broadway show was just picking up and they were really getting um, a lot of uh, attention and people were really sort of being like, whoa, 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 we have a hit on our hands, Mm -hmm. like starting to have sold out nights. And so they were like, well, we got to get this thing on tour. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when they hired me, we, I couldn't have known what to expect. So I think that was a lot of like, I kind of had anticipatory anxiety. Cause I was like, I don't really know like how this is going to go. And um, it ended up being, you know, really, really amazing, but also tricky because right. They were like, they wanted to put up the tour to be mm. the Broadway show. And, and that is what national tours pride yeah. themselves on. National yeah. Broadway tours are are, t- are the, the Broadway show taken on the road. And you might mm-hmm. see some, some changes that are, you know, probably it's it, most likely it's because they're making these changes for it to be able to be on the road, right? So like mm-hmm. yeah. this collapses like this, and this set was made into another set or like this, you know, these yeah. tracks move differently or all that stuff. But as far as caliber of performance, level of performance and level of direction and uh you know attention to detail that's all the top yeah so they were essentially looking at the broadway company and at that point there were only three of us jesse mueller betsy wolf me and then of course sarah right so like Mm -hmm. this is the pool of jenna's that have existed so i remember being like what is happening (laughs) this is and i remember they were so specific because they knew the system worked and a lot of shows are like, hey, you're gonna come in. They loved my take on Jenna. They said, Desi, mm-hmm. we, you, your humor, whatever you're doing now, here's the thing. I don't listen to cast recordings like at all. Mm-hmm. So I didn't come in knowing the songs. Literally, I, Sarah and and Nadia and I, music the music supervisor, we sat down and literally I was taught like sugar, Like, literally, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't come in, like, knowing the pieces. So, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of was built from the ground up. But, but, the prop work this is waitress the musical is also known as props the musical because Mm -hmm. everybody has like trays and mugs and sugars and passes like of like cups and it's a diner moment yeah Um, and all of the food elements are in that and it's wacko so anyway that was something they didn't want to mess with Mm -hmm. they were like look here is our system here is what we're doing you're going to take your right hand and you're going to pass that on love on count number four. Like you're, you're, that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And so yeah. some of it has to be, you know, um, some of it has to be executed like that because they know it works and they didn't necessarily have time to be like, huh, let's kind of explore what should happen here. They were like, no, we know what's going to happen here. Going to <laughs> here. Yeah. yeah. We know what's going to happen and we know the audience is going to love it. So let's yeah, do it. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: That's crazy. I mm-hmm. I think that that's so, 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 so cool. And then you got Chicago too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I love Chicago so much.
1: Me too. Yeah, so do I. And I remember, I saw you in Waitress in Pittsburgh and that's when I was like, oh my gosh, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. I loved it. I love Thank you. it. Thank you. My grandma and my mom, we just had a great time.
2: And it's that's so like so when special. I started
1: following you and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so incredible. Like she's so inspiring. So yeah, and I really wanted to interview you on here because from learning from you, like earlier in quarantine, you have so much great knowledge to share. And it's- Thank absolutely- you. Mm-hmm.
2: That is very I- kind. Kate, yeah. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tell us about how just like everything just kept happening.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, do you mean like since like from the whole journey? Yeah. Whole? Okay. So I would say- Things kept happening, but also I kept working hard. So mm-hmm. I am somebody who, again, you know, started as a swing in Annie on Broadway. I also was a swing in that show. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really started understudying. And so I would go on as the principals in a Broadway show. And there's nothing more magical than that. And, you know, and then my next my next job was, was the national tour of Evita, where I was, I played Eva Peron, but the alternate, right? So I still mm-hmm. was working my way up and get, garnering this experience, you know, becoming less and less green kind of as they call it no pun intended nah. in the alphabet, but like nah. you know i i was i was really starting to you know come into my own as in my mm-hmm. artistry and as a lead and um getting that, getting that trust from people that takes time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, I feel really grateful because I, I feel like it was a combination of both, you know, people say it's sort of like luck. It's like being in the right place at the right time, but listen, it's also about showing up, doing the work, um, mm-hmm. um, letting them know that they can trust you. Uh, they, as in casting producers, the team, mm-hmm. everyone, it's mm-hmm. like, um, it's a big it's a big world and these are big jobs and you know obviously because like you understand how huge these shows are and like uh-huh. the money that goes into it and we understand why there's such a process of like auditions and and that's why this world is so tough and and, and that's another reason why it's it's it doesn't exist right now it's like it's a huge marketing uh it's a, it's a big big uh, business um, in and of itself. Right. So we can't forget that side of it because we sometimes get caught up in like, but it's my, it's like my passion and it's everything that I love. But like, I've really worked hard to understand the business side of this. I've worked hard Mm -hmm. to understand my place in the shows, my place in the industry, my place in the community. I've worked hard to uh, level up. I would always, a couple of things that I do for that is I like to be the worst in every class, right? So um, I take more advanced classes. I put myself it to be, I wanna be the like, I wanna be the like person who's like, (gasps) I wanna dance like them, I wanna sing like them, I wanna act like them. Like I Mm -hmm. study with um, a voice teacher who I emulate, like I wanna emulate her. Like every day she's like, every day she's like, find your own voice Desi, you shouldn't sound like me and i'm like but i want to sound like you (laughs) i'm i it's creating goals for yourself right like never kind of like sitting settling but at the same time allowing space to appreciate how far you've come where you're at Mm -hmm. again sort of acknowledging so it isn't a constant hustle it isn't it can't be it also has to be like wow look at this big exhale i am enough i am working so hard and what what will come is what's meant to come and it's it's that kind of um sort of appreciation of the gift Mm -hmm. um an appreciation of those around you and then lastly it's really about having desires outside of this industry as much as we want it to be like our everything it's the idea that you can put it away and say okay let's eat some pasta like what are we doing like what's happening mm-hmm. you know what i mean the curtain comes down every single night who are you what do you stand for it, you're gonna lay your head down on the pillow and you're not acting and you're not in the spotlight no one's watching you so it's kind of like knowing who you are mm-hmm. and, and building your um your character mm-hmm. as well as i guess your on stage character right like building yeah. who you are yeah. as a person um yeah. and so that's kind of what how i feel that everything kind of kept happening so to speak quote unquote Mm -hmm. it kind of kept happening and i kind of kept making it happen (laughs) yeah so it's got to be both and it really is a balance and um that's kind of you know those are sort of my my thoughts on that i know that was a little here there and everywhere but yeah (laughs) i mean
1: really like that advice is like really like amazing yeah like for anyone listening that's of like a teenager or even younger that wants to pursue this like yeah it's so beneficial for all of us even like luke and i
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but oh well thank you good i'm glad it's
2: making an impact Mm -hmm. (laughs) for
0: sure yeah what's like the biggest piece of advice Mm -hmm. for like us right now like wanting to like pursue this
2: yeah yeah you mean like during this time yeah yeah and going forward the upside down like we're in like the yeah uh, sure alternate universe it kind of feels like doesn't it i love that question and i feel like that's so important I think my, what I would say to someone who is still trying to pursue this, because I am still trying to pursue this, right, yeah, um, yeah. is that is that if you, if this isn't stopping you, then nothing will, um, yeah. and that now is a beautiful time. Kaylin, kind of like what you said, like, now is a great time to open your mind to yeah. thinking a little bit outside the box, right? Like, mm-hmm. being a sponge, soaking up things, a lot of stuff is online right now. Honestly, if you wanted to talk to somebody celebrity Tony Award winner or not, like, I bet you could find a way to talk to them like Like everyone is kind of a little bit more accessible. Isn't that wild. Yeah, but there are opportunities for classes. I'm still in lessons classes, you know, sessions all the time. Um, continuing to work. The idea is it's like now could be a fun time. I I kind of feel um, like it's two-sided, right? One side is, wait, like if you don't have a website, make one, if you don't have a real, make one, if you don't have like, if yeah. that was a great time to be like, wait, like, study up, take some classes, learn as much as you can. You have so much extra time on your hands right now. Like, go for it, go for it, go for it. And at the same time, if you don't feel like doing that, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like truly both. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it has to be. So if you're feeling unmotivated one day, if you're feeling uncreative one day, that yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. If, if yeah. Your your world isn't going to crumble, right? Like you know, I think the one thing that I would that I would say is like if this is a year, if this is 2 years, okay? It's going to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that feels like a long time, but let's let's say it's that long, right?
1: Yeah.
2: The only thing I would love to be able to look back and say as an artist is I used that time. Mm-hmm. Now, That doesn't mean I changed the world during that time or I produced an entire new musical during that time, right? I want to look back and just not regret to myself, gosh, Desi, why didn't you, we, we could have, you could have maybe like, you could have maybe used that time a little better. You know, I don't want to say that, but it's about balance, right? And and so Mm -hmm. it is a great time to study up and a Mm -hmm. great time to, um, you know, to open your mind. I actually think that the, um, the people who are excited about the future of Broadway and our industry as a whole um, mm-hmm. are those who are having an open mind right now. Yeah. I, I can feel some people closing off and I feel like those are the people that are really sort of keeping uh, a narrow mindset and, and a pessimistic mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah, and Perhaps they aren't thinking outside the box and seeing the way yeah. that the world could could come back but the world could change and maybe that's a good thing. So that's kind of what I would say right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Because one thing that I've learned in particular is like, there are good things that came out of this pandemic. Like there are things in my life that have never, that never would have happened without it. And that's the insane thing Mm -hmm. because like, it's so hard for everyone right now, but there, everyone can find a piece of good. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, because if it wasn't for this, like we would have never met. Mm -hmm. I would have never gotten to connect with you or any other incredible artists that I've gotten to learn from because it's just, it opened everyone's mind. Yeah. And we learn to be grateful for Mm -hmm. the little things. So true. And just things like laughter Mm -hmm. or like watching a movie or like things that we never, that we like would take for granted.
2: It's so true. And now we don't. Yeah. And
1: in the future, when everything is like back to like the old normal, we'll go and I feel like we'll be so much more grateful. Like yeah. when we go agree. sit in the theater,
2: like when we give, when we can stand you, up at the end. Can you like actually <laughs> picture it right now? Like, it yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. Like it I'm thinking about full that. Like, shows. I was <laughs> thinking
0: about that yesterday. I was like, when it's time for everyone to go back, because not even when this whole thing is over, it's still going to take some time to rebuild itself. Yeah. Um, definitely rehearsing will come back and stuff like that, but it's definitely going to take some time for everyone to come and enjoy a show. It yeah. just is. And then when that day comes, I feel like everyone is just going to be so excited. And it's also going to bring some hope for for people that want to pursue this career as well. And everyone's just going to be so much more grateful about it and more helpful. And I think that some stuff will, will be different. Mm-hmm. I think that people will have such more of an open mind. And mm-hmm. I think that it's, I think that even though people will have a closed mind right now, I think that when everything comes back, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And yeah. the
1: work ethics, I feel like from this time alone and isolated, I feel like they're just going to skyrocket yeah. and everyone's just going like to yeah. like, I want I mean,
2: the craving that we all have to just like, I feel like we're you know kind of like we're like scraping our feet ready to run. Or, like we're sort of like mm-hmm. like let us go let us go and oh, then yeah. when the gates open shoo, like i think it's gonna be amazing. Oh, yeah. i completely mm-hmm. agree yeah,
1: yeah so getting off of like the broadway theater topic i want to talk to you a little bit more about songwriting
2: yeah and your journey through that Okay, I would love to. So, um, again, I kind of told you I've been doing it since I was young, because it's old for my passion. I started playing the piano at the same exact year that I did music theater for Chita. So they go, honestly, my Broadway career and my songwriting career go hand in hand. They're like the exact same um, trajectory. So... Um, so I was eight years old when I first stepped on the stage and I was eight years old when I first put my hands to the keys Um, (laughs) and, um, and that's a great age. And a lot of people, you know, I don't know if there's ever like parents asking or people who are wanting or listening, um, who, who know, um, a parent, Uh, you know, or a guardian that's looking to say like when is a good time for people Mm. to start young, young people um, to start, I would say eight. It's a really great age. Um, But again, as I said earlier, it is never too late. Mm -hmm. Um, Literally, my mother is in cello lessons right now. So Um, um, like, it's just never too late to pick up any instrument. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that I believe that like learning an instrument really teaches us discipline. and particularly the, the piano was so helpful um, as a singer, as a vocalist, and as a musician as a whole. Um, so I, um, I had a piano teacher who I believe sort of really gave me the freedom to be able to compose. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of our lessons, she would uh, set a timer for a minute and say, "Okay, make up a song now." And then at the end of the minute, you'll tell tell me what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I, at eight years old, you know, I'm sitting and just poking around on the keys, and I thought it was music, and it's a song, and then I call it something, and she says it's beautiful, and that sort of freedom to say whatever I played was somehow beautiful to somebody, like mm-hmm. that is a an empowering freedom. And that's something I wanna give to everyone. So I've been teaching these songwriting classes for um, yeah. the quarantine and um, I'm gonna do another one before the end of the year. Um, oh gosh, I'm and, it. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. It might be like holiday themed, I'm kind of excited. <sighs> uh, so, but as an option um, and so, Um, what I do is I want to be able to give that freedom to other people. And it's not just young people. We've got, you know, humans of all ages that are in these, um, Mm -hmm. classes that I teach. And, and so, because it's always been something so important to me, I have found little pockets of time, no pun intended. That is the name of my recent (laughs) year. Um, I have found these pockets of time to produce these albums and that was no undertaking. I have always self-produced. I'm not signed with the label. Um, one album. That my um, you know second to last album is called Repeat and it is a full album meaning it is completely. Um Sort of, it's it's completely developed, and um, every instrument is played by a Broadway musician, um, a mm-hmm. musician from a Broadway pit, mm-hmm. and it is a huge celebration of Broadway. While the songs are absolutely not Broadway style, they're singer songwriter mm-hmm. style. I guess mm-hmm. nowadays, singer songwriter style can be Broadway style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, waitress. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, and yes, I am working on a musical. Um, I. Mm-hmm. I've always had this dream and desire to to create music, and it's not just a dream. It's actually more of an an expression. It's a it's yeah. a self healing uh, technique. It's it's therapeutic for me. It's um, it's so healing for me. Um, and so it's something that I've always turned to. And then as I turn to it and I create the music, I put it out and there's also nothing more empowering than saying, I'm releasing art and I don't, I have to not care if people hate it. because <laughs> I, It isn't for them, it's for me. And if yeah. somebody, one person, two people say this is great, then yay, because that's the freedom that Karen Wagner, my piano teacher at eight years old, taught me that even mm-hmm. if one person says that was art, it's art, that's it. And so I, that's enough. And there has been a total, I mean, you know, I'm like sitting here like overanalyzing analyzing every single minute of every single track. And I'm like, it has to change. This is bad, no, that's not good. Oh, this is good. should I do this? I'm not gonna do this. I'm not putting this out, this is insane. You know, I like, you know, we have this self doubt no matter where we are in our careers, right? No matter no matter if we're first starting out or still in training or in school or, or, or a goodness gracious, a professional, we are always gonna be faced with this self doubt it is exists in the world. It is a crazy enemy of us and all the good, all things good. Okay. But it is fighting us and we have to continue fighting it. And so it is just this like, you know what I say, it's art. So it is art and I'm putting it. On the <laughs> yeah, for sure. and, and there's something really beautiful about that. So I've been, um, I've, I've created, you know, several different, um, albums over, over the time, over time in quarantine, I actually released, it wasn't supposed to be released during quarantine It was supposed to be released in April. And of mm-hmm. course, as you know, April was upside down. So, mm-hmm. um, I went ahead and released it anyway and it's called pocket Mm -hmm. time it's just me and my instrument for the piano for the most part and one song a guitar and it's just my heart and Mm -hmm. I just wanted I think with repeat I got very caught up in the details of all the instruments sounding absolutely incredibly perfect and making sure everything was just so you know fully developed or or fully produced and I'm like you know what a song doesn't have to be like that an EP can be kind of like you know, me and the keys and me and my guitar and like, let's just call it a day. So I decided to mm-hmm. release like that. And that was really good for my kind of uh, perfectionist mind mm-hmm. as an artist. Being a perfectionist and being an artist is a little like oil and water. It's really, really, really tricky. Um, there's, there's a lot of difficulty. Um, I, so I'm constantly trying to like shake that like a nice vinaigrette, you know, yeah. um, to just make it more like maybe my perfectionism can, help with my artistry and maybe my artistry can help with my perfectionism so it's kind of like always a battle for me but mm-hmm. um so yeah i've always wanted to encourage people in writing and I, I believe that every person is a songwriter i really do i believe if you have mm-hmm. something to say then you can make it into a song
0: yeah that's the mm-hmm. best piece of advice and just like I something know. amazing to say anyway.
1: yeah i know we were just like in like kind of like not the best mood we were like feeling down like a couple minutes no. ago and after like this talk like i know i'm personally feeling so inspired again and all of that like doubt and like sadness no. is like it it like i feel so free
0: mm-hmm. right because now. we were all so really I weird. Mean, at least Kaylee and i haven't <laughs> been in a school environment since yeah. march right so now like going back to that it's just like oh now we actually have to go back to school and it's like yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like
1: resume, and it's like how okay i've changed during this time how do i want to present myself again
0: because i'm
2: not the same person that i was yeah that's exactly right and i love that you're allowing that space Mm -hmm. that's beautiful yeah um that's Um, crazy
0: when this all happened like where were you at and what were you like feeling
2: i was in new york and we Mm -hmm. got out of new york i got out of new york pretty quickly um Mm -hmm. it just sort of like my family members were like okay let's just let's just not for a second let's just get Let's get you home. So I spent Ah. the majority. I spent the majority of the first couple of months in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. um, and then you know made my way kind of carefully and slowly and cautiously back to the East Coast, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm currently in New York City, back in my apartment. Um, But I was in the city when when it all um, sort of shut down. Um, I was uh, I read the news on the subway, um, and I was on the way. I forgot where I was on my way to. uh, Likely an audition or uh, something. And I remember reading it and thinking, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Like, wait, 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 like, and then I thought, I need to get off this subway. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, this is, you know, so I remember kind of like running home. It like felt like a, I don't know, it felt like a disaster of sorts. Like it mm-hmm. really felt, and then I think the the crazy thing about this virus and the news of the virus is that all information for a long time and still is is a bit confusing and comes and goes in waves. Yeah. So there isn't, unlike a, a literal catastrophe that is happens to everyone all at once. This virus has ebbed and flowed with different people experiencing different sides of it at different times, and us experiencing different like facts about it at different times. Yeah. But I remember it was a dark, 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 dark day of like. Oh my goodness. And so that's when I decided um, we sort of collectively um, like many of us uh, here, my friends and my family decided it was time to spend some some time away from the city. Um, and now the city's actually quite safe. yeah <laughs> uh, compared to like a lot of other places. so yeah uh, but again, everything ebbs and flows um, mm-hmm. but that's that's sort of the story of where I was and, and yeah. my decision to, to leave. Yeah Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's something that was crazy when you say it all came in waves because I was still in school and in California everything was still kind kind of normal um after even New York shut down there was a time where everyone was like well what's gonna happen with us you know I was still in school when Broadway did the shutdown I was there that day and I said oh like things are getting serious like this is actually something that is gonna happen And I remember just talking to my friends and everyone's like, the school's not going to shut down. Like they wouldn't. And then it just got so bad. And then I think like, yeah, New York was the hotspot and now it's just kind of like, right. Not, Mm -hmm. but it still is, but then everything's kind of not, but everything else. It's just like, so like, there was a point in the summer, I think it was like July or June where it was like, there was no information coming out about anything. And it was just kind of like, everyone was just kind of like, in a state of what they remembered to do kind of like, and I think now we also have to remember that we are still in a pandemic and there is still stuff that we can't do. And we, even though it's been six months and since March, we have to remember all these rules and and stuff that we have to do. And it's just, it it won't go away this like that easy. No, Mm -hmm. but
1: we just have to do our part to Mm -hmm. make a positive change and to get the old normal back just wear yeah. your masks stay safe social distance yep mm-hmm. but yeah. still connect and still
0: mm-hmm. you sure. know
1: yeah
2: well that's yeah. so good I, you guys i'm so happy i got to keep speaking to connect i'm so happy i got to connect with you me too uh, you're I, uh, so
0: amazing and i'm so yeah. happy that we got to talk
1: like the feeling right now like within me is like so inspired like i want to like go like be creative or like Uh, do something or like not not worry about like the things that the little things that
2: aren't important that work me up Mm, yes oh good i'm so glad that that was the takeaway from (laughs) <laughs> this news
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for coming so on. Much. We literally can't thank you enough. It was just so amazing. And everyone watching is probably inspired <laughs> just like as we are. You are such a light. It's just yeah. so amazing. That's, like, what, that's what I was
1: telling Luke. I was like, we need, like, I want to email her because we need her. She's such a positive light. And you're so, he has so much great knowledge to share. Like you're so, and the way that you say it is so like,
0: full
1: of impact. Yeah. Oh, like, hey, what? see, like <laughs> when other people talk, like, some people, they just don't get to you. They don't pull on your heartstrings. You always pull on mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: You are so kind. Oh, thank well you thank much. you.
0: Thank you for being amazing. Yes, we
2: love you so much. We hope that you have an amazing rest of your
1: day. Yes. Thank you. You guys too. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye you guys. Bye. Bye, you guys.